I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Grammaran. However, I know someone who really loves Grammarant, and so for this week's episode, I spoke to a special guest. Steve, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Steve is the host of It's Super Effective, one of the longest-running and most popular Pokemon podcasts around. I, I get asked favorite Pokemon pretty much daily, uh, just because I, I, I stream on Twitch, so view, like that's such an icebreaker question to somebody who's new, is like, what's your favorite Pokemon? Trying to figure out how to connect. And for the longest time, I was like, I, I like them all. It's like hard to pick. It's like if you have like three cats, it's like hard to pick which one is your favorite. Uh, but Cramorant, very quickly since the the debut, has has instantly shot to that number one spot, and it's like weird to now have a favorite Pokemon after like twenty plus years of the series. Wow, yeah, that is a strange one. Um, obviously, as an English teacher, I I get asked that question by kids a lot. And, and do you still struggle? Does it change? Because I feel like with favorite Pokemon, it, it is it is very much like movies or uh, even like a shirt or a sweater of like, oh, this is my favorite, but, you know, things change after several years, and you're like, you know what? I actually like this more. I have go-to answers, but whether they actually are my favorite, I don't really know. So I always <laughs> tell them, I always tell them Cubone or Sableye. But those are those are safe, yeah. Those are those yeah. are both good. Or I guess I have to say Kara uh, Kara or Yami Rami because they don't know the English names. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cramorant is a flying and water type Pokemon that looks like a blue bird with a permanently surprised expression. It has small little wings, a fluffy bib, and webbed swimming feet. The name Cramorant combines the cormorant, a bird commonly found in the British Isles, and cram, because this bird crams food in its mouth. The Japanese name is oo, which combines oo, the onomatopoeia for choking or gasping, and oo, the Japanese word for cormorant. Cramorant was first revealed during a Nintendo Direct on September 4th, 2019. Steve, it was love at first sight. Yeah, it was um, it was it was pretty much right in that first trailer. I don't know. There's like this uh, <laughs> like hidden obsession I think I have with bird Pokemon, and I don't think I would ever be a, a person that would have a bird as a pet. Nor ha have I ever walked into a pet store and been gravitated by any specific animal in the store. But I seem to really like. Uh, Farfetch and Golduck and Chatot and pretty much, well, debate if Golduck is <laughs> is like a bird or not, but you know it's based side duck is a duck. It's based off that, but yeah, I seem to somehow gravitate towards bird Pokemon. And uh, uh, Cramorant's like I I do like a a really dumb slash silly Pokemon. I think more than I like. 
uh, a cool Pokemon. I got no problems with Charizard, but I don't think anyone's going to argue that Charizard isn't cool. Uh, it definitely has that, that appeal. Uh, or Greninja, like Greninjas are very cool Pokemon, and I don't think anyone's stepping in front of Cramorant saying it's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely also gravitate towards like really derpy Pokemon, so I guess Cramorant fits that bill. Yeah, when you were reeling them off just now with like Farfetch'd and Psyduck, I was thinking, oh, they're, they're birds, but they've also all got a bit of a goofiness to them. Yeah, yeah, and I think goofy Pokemon definitely go a really long way. Uh, with me, at least. Whenever a new generation comes out, the goofy ones are obviously the first ones that I, like, notice and take notice of. Yeah, I, I even would argue that probably a Pokemon like Vanillite is pretty goofy. Uh, and whether people, like, love or hate Vanillite, or even Trubbish, I think those are the two Gen 5 Pokemon that always get brought up, uh, uh, between, like, older Pokemon fans and newer Pokemon fans. Um, they're still very, like, even if those people hate those two Pokemon, uh, they remember those two Pokemon. No one's really going out there remembering, you know, something like Pineco, which is... <laughs> Uh, I would say a pretty forgettable Pokemon, but... Yeah, I'm uh, only a matter of weeks out from trying to fill a whole podcast with Pineco chat, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, did you use Cramorant a lot during your actual playthrough of the game? Uh, I, I did, as soon as, found, as soon as I found a Cramorant, I did keep it on the team, and it was the Pokemon that did the final blow against Leon's Charizard. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I was um, a bit frustrated how Cramorant's in the later half of the game, uh, and not very early. But I guess they, they, I mean, I was also frustrated that the only way to get Farfetch back in red and blue was to trade for it. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely something that was always on my radar when I was going through the story of like uh, as soon as we get Cramorant, can't catch any water Pokemon, can't catch any flying Pokemon <laughs> we need we need the Cramorant on the team and uh, again I, I stream a lot on Twitch so my Twitch chat would always be like ah oh, you know he's coming you know you're a couple routes away you're, it was always you're a couple routes away uh, right. and then I think uh, because I, I believe Cramorant appears uh, after the gym in the grass but if you're lucky on specific days uh, after you beat the third gym Cramorant will appear when it's raining in the wild area yeah, I'm fairly um, sure I caught mine in the wild area yeah and uh, I remember my wife running into the room saying that she found a Cramorant on accident in the wild area it just happened to be raining when she was passing through and uh and she, it was, it was cute because she knew how much I liked Cramorant, and so her finding Cramorant and was like, "Oh, I gotta go tell my husband <laughs> that like I found the Pokemon that he's been looking for." This hungry Pokemon swallows Aracuda whole. Occasionally, it makes a mistake and tries to swallow a Pokemon other than its preferred prey. Historically, cormorants were used for fishing. They would be sent out to catch fish, and then forced to spit them back up. This manifests 
in Cramorant's unique ability. Gulp Missile After using the move Surf or Dive, Cramorant will reappear with an Aracuda lodged in its throat. The next time Cramorant is hit by an attack, it will shoot the Aracuda out, damaging the foe for 25% and lowering their defense. Pokemon Sword tells us about this so-called gulping form. Cramorant's gluttony led to it trying to swallow an Aracuda whole, which in turn led to Cramorant getting an Aracuda stuck in its throat. Or Shield tells us, The slightest shock is sometimes enough to get this Pokemon to spit out the Aracuda lodged in its throat. Yeah, I think if uh, if I go back to the initial reveal, I, uh, I, I was... I was like instantly like this this seems like a Pokemon I can I can fully back. And when they kinda went on and explained that Cramorant had, you know, an exclusive ability that no other Pokemon had, and then it popped up with it popped up with uh, a Pokemon another Pokemon in its mouth. Uh I I that really like uh sealed the deal there. Uh something about like the back of its throat being animated and having like this huge bulge um, like whoever, I don't think we, I don't think at this point we know the artists who designed Cramorant. Um, but whoever designed it, you could tell they put a lot of, uh, a lot of thought into it. Perhaps even more amusingly, if Cramorant uses Dive or Surf while under 50% health, it will re-emerge with a Pikachu lodged in its throat. Similarly, if attacked, it will shoot the Pikachu out, but this time it will paralyze the phone. Sword tells us of this gorging form. This Cramorant has accidentally gotten a Pikachu lodged in its gullet. Cramorant is choking a little, but it isn't really bothered. Or Shield tells us about the Pikachu. The half-swallowed Pikachu is so startled that it isn't struggling yet, but it's still looking for a chance to strike back. Uh, and then the Pikachu being in its mouth is is also like just just again. Lots of thought got put into this Pokemon, whether or not they, you know, the the Pokemon Company would, whether or not the Pokemon Company will use it as a Pokemon they, like, go back to, and I, I think anyone who's followed Pokemon longer enough knows that there are specific Pokemon that the Pokemon Company uh, leans on more than others. Just um, a little bit, but, yep. <laughs> just a little bit, but I, I don't know if, if Cramorant would ever be that Pokemon, but apparently the, I believe... No proof that the artist who who made Cramorant really really put a lot of thought into it. So I can't remember. Did we see Pikachu in its mouth in the very first trailer? No, it was just uh, it was just the Aracuda, Aracuda, and uh, I remember that was that was also a bunch of debate when it came out. Whether yeah, whether that, that was its own Pokemon or not. Right. Yeah. Which, like, of course it was. Right, I don't think there's, uh, <laughs> I don't think there's ever really been some sort of placeholder in the Pokemon world when it comes to like, if we're gonna make a very stylistic fish, it's probably also gonna be a Pokemon. Did uh, don't you remember Meltan was a placeholder as well? Yes, yeah, I remember the <laughs> <laughs> the Meltan placeholder argument. So, would you want to see like in future games more Pokemon in Cramorant's mouth? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've definitely seen some fan art of uh, Gigantamax Cramorant with a Waylord in its mouth. I, I thought that was pretty charming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if Cramorant will ever get, you know, the, the, the treatment of... I, I would assume that Cramorant gets the treatment of just, like, the comic relief character of, uh, you know... Uh, I want to say Farfetch, but yeah, I guess that Farfetch episode in the anime was pretty much like pure comic relief. Uh, although Cramorant's shown in the in the the Coco movie, and I'm a, I'm hoping it will be somewhat of a of a star and whatnot. It's weird. It's weird to like like a Pokemon so much, and now I kind of wanted to I kind of want to see it succeed in a weird way of like. Uh, I, th I guess Wobbuffet has gotten to that point, especially with the anime, and and people just know and like and expect Wobbuffet when it comes to Team Rocket, or um, Beware, another one that you wouldn't think would have this following, but because of the anime, people are just accepting of like, that's just Beware, that's just what Beware does, it comes in, it ruins the moment. Uh, it's very cute, it cares about Jesse and James, like, it has so much character just because I'm sure they, they were like, hey, what if we have a beware with Team Rocket? And so now I kind of want to see that with, with Cram, and, and to be fair, I want to see that with other Pokemon, but, um, seeing just that glimpse of Cramorant in the movie, the upcoming movie, I just have high hopes, I guess, of like, well, if this movie's bad, at least it has Cramorant. <laughs> I suppose with the swallowing thing, he could kind of be the new Victory Bell. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, the, an the anime, just in general, gives you a different appreciation of Pokemon. Like, I don't think I would have really gravitated or thought, thought more than once about uh, Marini until... James is Marini, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, this is a really cute Pokemon, and it does, it does have some thought put into it, so yeah. I would definitely like to see other things in its mouth, uh, <laughs> whether that's Pokemon or not. I don't think, um, I don't think I would need a Gigantamax or a, a Mega Cramorant to be satisfied. I guess I am a little bit bummed that, uh... Dynamax Cramorant can't have an Aerokudo in its mouth, uh, which was the first thing I tested of like, okay, if I surf here, get an Aerokudo, then uh, Dynamax, does it stay in its mouth? And so that was a little disappointing, so I would hope that maybe in the future they, they, well, in the future we don't even know if Dynamax is going to stick around. <laughs> True. Well, at this point we don't even know if specific Pokemon are going to stick around. Yeah, don't know if uh, that's a mechanic going forward, but that would probably be my like only my only thing I would love to see is like if they decide to do a you know a black and white remake or a Gen Four remake, and if Cramorant makes the cut, <laughs> uh, that it would it would have different Pokemon in its mouth, especially like region based, like Aracudo. If we're to guess that there would be a Gen Four remake in the future, and Cramorant makes it. You know, Aerokudo is not native to the Sinnoh region, so I don't, I don't even know what fish would be re like native to the Sinnoh region. Goldeen, I feel like there's a lot of Goldeen in Sinnoh. There's non-stop Goldeen playing through Sinnoh. 
Yeah, so maybe a Goldeen instead of an Aracudo or something, something of the sort. But that that would be cool to me. And then you know, in Gen Five, if they were to remake Gen Five and have Cramoran in it, would be cool to see. But I didn't think that those words would leave my mouth. It would be cool to see Braskolin, I guess, because Braskolin <laughs> is the Gen Five fish. Somebody at the Pokemon Company is obsessed with Goldeen, though. Out of all the fish Pokemon, it also made it into Galar. I don't understand. It even made it into Smash. Yeah, I just don't understand. Somebody on that team loves Goldeen and is pushing it real hard. <laughs> Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by KG Groups. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to help me be able to keep hosting them online, consider supporting the show at patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn. Just a dollar a month is a big help, and in return you can listen to episodes a week early. You could also help me out by spreading the word among fellow Pokemon fans, or by getting in contact and having your say about upcoming monsters. The next two episodes will involve Aracuda and Toxel. I'd love to hear from you about those or any monster, so please get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I love Cramorant. And remember, I love you too. Uh, if you've never heard me talk or rant about Pokemon, I do a weekly Pokemon podcast called It's Super Effective, uh, which is probably every single place you can find this podcast as well, whatever podcast app you're using. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'm a, f- I'm a full-time content creator, so podcasting and uh, Twitch streaming are uh, the things I do uh, around Pokemon, so I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I appreciate you having me on. No, thanks a lot. I've been following your stuff since you started the carve, so it's great to finally actually talk to you. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Cheers. Well, sorry for making you get out of bed so early. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>